Hey everybody and welcome to the Clearly Podcast episode 3. Import versus direct query versus live connection. Recorded on Wednesday the 14th of October 2020 with host Shailen Chudasama, Tom Goff and myself Andy Clark. In this episode we put Power BI's three data connection methods in a ring and let them fight it out while we discuss the relative merits and use cases of all three, including hybrid models. It's also the episode where I discover the annoying sound effects button. We kick off the discussion with Shailen talking about the import model, and I'll give you something away, that's the method we recommend in most instances. Over to you, Shailen. Import in the blue corner is import. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> no, no, so, yeah, so import. So I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize to everybody listening that I've just found the sound effects. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah. I'll before, before everybody just stops listening to this thing, I'll stop doing that. Unless there's like a strategic moment. Oh, yeah, go for it. So, um, import. Um, yeah, most widely used. I mean, import, it's. You know, when you when you create a so we mentioned and you know you you're aware that you create reports using Power BI Desktop. So within Power BI Desktop, you go and get some data from somewhere from a data source. Um, let's say it's your favorite tool repository that you store data, and it's Excel. So from Excel, you go to Power BI, and um, you say get some data from Excel. Now, as soon as you do that. Um, it will import the data into Power BI. Now, importing the data into Power BI does lend itself um, well, and it does have its, uh, its plus points. So things like it then uses, it's an in-memory model, it uses the engine within Power BI. Um, you can then start transforming it and, and you know working with that data. But as soon as you start working at it, it's actually imported within Power BI, within the Power BI model. Any visuals you start creating, you'll see or you'll you'll realize that they're quite quick in terms of you know just displaying things. Actually, actually quite rapid, um, and it's because it's imported that data in. So there's no going back and forth and fetching the data anymore. Um, it's it's within the model itself. So so in a nutshell, you know, importing it is importing it into Power BI into the Power BI model. You're not just limited to, you know, an Excel file. Um, we have models, you know, ranging from, um, yes, inevitably there'll be a bit of Excel, but um, to a relational database such as SQL, um, and other um, databases, you know, where you may have an Oracle database or other databases, um, online sources as well. So you can actually import, you know, you can take some information, link it, um, and um, you know, I suppose we'll come on to like a, a blended and a, a, a other other models as well. But yeah, uh, you know, imported into um, and Power BI. So then, there's a couple of things there. So obviously, with an import, you take the data from source and you put it into Power BI, and it sits there. So you've got fantastic speed. So if you have a model with you know several million rows, for example. It rips through that. It's incredibly responsive. It's incredibly impressive in dealing with that. And I think the negativity that you tend to get from customers about the import model 
is the fact that generally you're just refreshing on a daily basis, whereby, you know, quite often there is a perceived need that data should be live, i.e. you should be hitting that database all the time and getting absolutely up-to-date data. And I think where I've found people getting great benefits from import, one is speed, um, but two is the fact that for, you know, say, for example, you just you just refresh in the morning, which we tend to do quite often. So when people turn up for work, um, start their day, then the data has been refreshed that morning against whatever backend systems. Um, and the data is, is, is current as of that point. And it stays current as of that point throughout the working day. So you know what your data is. And that could be every couple of days. It could be every week. Um, according to you know w- whatever the importance is. So, for example, certain board reporting, um, you may just want to do weekly or even monthly. Um, so I think there's an awful lot to be said for that import model in terms of just getting the data daily, monthly, weekly, whatever. That said, there are lots of very, very genuine needs whereby people need up to the second reporting and they need to be hitting a data uh, the database on you know a very regular basis throughout the day um so then we're going to move on to obviously to a direct query type of model so tom please talk us through that so apparently this is the area where i i'm the uh the recognized expert i'm told you, you better be you better be for the sake <laughs> of this podcast otherwise, uh, otherwise it's going to be quite short yeah otherwise <laughs> the, th- the three listeners being all of our respective mothers may not download it again after this one. Uh, he mentioned one, yeah. one other thing he mentioned, Andy, is about you know, so um, month end reporting and management information, um, yeah, you know, those management packs a lot. Um, you know, we've actually produced a lot where they don't need to update it within the month, they actually want a snapshot of, of data, they want to see, oh, at this financial period. Uh, whichever financial period, we just want to see the data for that financial period um, and nothing in between. But in the next financial period, we want to see the next financial period. Yeah. And that does lend itself quite well to, you know, imports. Yeah. Um, and I think the one of the things that I think, and as Andy, you alluded to there, uh, is the... Um, People think that they want absolutely up to the second data and you often will hear a customer say, I'm going to need this to be live query or direct import because I need real-time data. Now, the first thing that I I would always ask at that point is, well, what actually is real-time to you? Um. I was talking some years ago, I did some work with a hotel company and some of the reporting they wanted was uh, overall occupancy stats in the hotels. Now, until the close of check-in at 3am or something, you don't have those stats for, for a given hotel. It simply doesn't exist. So that that is a statistic that only updates once a day. So real-time data there is a once a day import. So again, this is another reason why the import model is generally the the one to go for, because real time is is not necessarily up to the second. That said, uh, there there will be times when you need up to the second data. So you've got options around uh, direct query or 
life connection. Firstly, I think we need to just clear up what the two different statements actually are and what each one does, because they sound very much like they do exactly the same thing. Now, direct query is the mechanism that you would use if you were connecting to a relational data source and using that as the primary engine for storing your data. Now, on top of that, within Power BI, if you're using direct query, you still have to build up your data model and create a data model uh, that you are then able to consume in your reports. Live connection essentially involves uh, connecting to a pre-built data model, for example, in uh, analysis services tabular. Uh, or multidimensional. So that, that's a pre-designed data model and all the data modeling has been outsourced to another system. Now, that system could be using an import model or it could be using a direct query model. So when you're talking about a live connection, if you're dealing with analysis services tabular that's only updating overnight each night, then you're no more real time than if you're using uh, an import model in Power BI. So it doesn't always hold that live connection is as live as you imagine it to be. Um, but it could be making a direct query connection beyond that. Um, but it's, it's that, that slightly different use case. And if you've got a, a data model in analysis services that's being consumed by multiple different systems, then it makes sense to build your Power BI reports straight on top of that. And you'll get similar sort of speed using that as you would if you're using an import model in Power BI. It's likely to be a little bit slower to do that because you are still out going and sending queries back and forth but that can help you deal with bigger data sets than you might easily fit into your power bi model so if you've got really big data sets then live connection and an external data model to power bi might be the way to go for you and and we have and anton that's a good point yeah and we have several cases and examples where we have helped clients do that. So a you know an, a an analysis services tabular model, um, Power BI connected to analysis services um, as a live connection, um, and because they want to have a um, a tabular model in analysis services because other as you mentioned other services are linked are linked to it. They have control within let's say a you know a um, IT or CIO department, um, they can, um, you know, you can work on that separately, extend that, um, but also to shield it away from, you know, people. So as a, let's say, a report developer, what they then do is they don't have to worry about the model itself. All they're saying is connect to this tabular model and I've got everything within there. And then I can start, you know, creating reports, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I mean, we have several cases where 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 that is a, a an option. Um, and the other thing I just mentioned, but it's not with its limitations, because if you have that, if you have a live connection, then you can't extend it within Power BI. You know, you extend it within 
and that's the services. No, but at the same time, that I think the 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 flip side of that coin though would be to say, but then you have a centralized model, um, so everybody is reporting off the same version of the truth, instead of somebody going off and creating their own uh, new version of uh, a calculation for what they think your sales should be. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, I know we that, but absolutely, and that. That's a, a really good and key point. It's um, and that's why. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I hadn't really contributed for a while, so I felt I needed to. <laughs> I needed to be part of this, so yeah. people didn't forget me. Yeah, and but it's it's really. It's good just point. Un- it's unresolved childhood issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that's a good point as well, Andy. But no, it's a really good point having you know um, having these measures that are um, available centrally rather than just creating there so, so they know exactly what they're looking at especially in the area of self-service reporting um, which is again we've, we've helped lots of um, organizations enable self-service reporting so they connect to that live connection or live live model um, and then create their own but yeah so i think uh, the, the the bit then that probably need to just go on to is well let's talk direct query and I'll be honest, it's usually a bad idea for most organizations um, because you, when you've got your direct query going on, if you've connected to your directly to your source system, every time somebody goes and interacts with your Power BI report, that is going off and issuing queries back to your main um source systems now you can imagine how hard that might start hitting a system if that's asking to retrieve tens of thousands or millions of rows at a time you'll probably find that anyone actually trying to do their day-to-day job and inputting data into the source system is likely to start getting badly impacted so that can start to become quite problematic for people and and it tends to be a lot slower because you're using the much more of a relational engine rather than an analytical engine so power bi runs on the basis of a more analytical engine where a sql server would be a more transactional system whereas power bi is very good at producing aggregate data quickly SQL Server tends not to be quite so hot on that side of things. And unless you've really optimized your source systems to handle that, it's not necessarily going to perform very well when you're trying to do direct queries. So really, the the main use case I would sort of put forward as being the one where you kind of have to start using direct query is if you've got a data set that is simply too big for a Power BI model to handle. And with each release of Power BI, and, and as time goes on, the size of that model that is too big for it just get does get bigger and bigger, but there will always be size limits. So if you're talking really big-scale data sets, you're probably going to have to start considering direct query as the way you're going to have to, you, you'll need to look at this in order to fit the model size 
within the limits of Power BI. Um, now that's one where to really optimize your data set for the sort of queries Power BI will fire at it, you want to build that in some sort of data warehouse type environment. And again, when it comes to getting real time up to the second data, well, data warehousing tends to be a bit more constrained because that data has to be load, loaded from the different source systems into the data warehouse. So you're still going to have some sort of a lag going on no matter what you do. Even if you've got it only five or ten minutes lag, you're still going to have a lag when it comes to uh, loading that data into uh, the data warehouse that Power BI can directly query without going and killing your source systems, which I think is kind of important because, you know, people want to do their work to some extent. And and then till we get, Tom, till we get to a question, which is what are the, if, sorry, is this more about use case, therefore, that, you know, that there are use cases, it could be something which, I don't know, safety critical, for example, whereby somebody really has to go that DQ route and everything is done architecturally to make sure that the data, whether it be in a data warehouse or wherever else, is as up to date as it possibly can be. Whereas it's generally understood that if you're in your hotel chain, for example, or other type of business that actually look, let's just just relax and a 10 to 15 minute, a 30 minute, a one hour, whatever time lag is really acceptable. And this quest to have up to a second data is something that potentially has got too much of a penalty on it. Would that be fair? I think that I think that would be fair, yeah. And I think it's the there is there's very much that question of well what what's the what's the penalty to have real time data? And the when a, if a customer asks for real-time data, the answer is always, yes, you can have it, but do you really want to pay what that's going to cost? Because yeah. you have to throw a lot of resource into that. And there might be other options that you can consider around things like streaming data sets and so on in Power BI, where you're actually you're, you're building some uh, code in the middle of it that can push data into a Power BI data set to keep it up to date and give you a streaming data set rather than necessarily using a direct query in a, in a full-on model. So you can do something that's a lot more targeted that gives the, the real-time data on the bit that makes sense to be real-time. For example, yeah. if you're running a call center, you might want to see real-time stats on what the average call duration is at this moment, um, but then other stats like over the course of the day, average dropped calls per operative or something like that, that's a stat that you don't need to do in real time. So you, you can focus on certain areas where, yeah, we need to get this bit real time, but not you don't need to have everything real time all the time. So then pick your battles about what you have real time. So just be, you know, understand to be very selective that certain things can be real time. Certain things could be, a, you know, a 30 minute lag. Other things could be a 24 hour lag, whatever. Yeah. And and again, with the direct query and big data sets, you still sometimes you're going to have to use direct query because you've got a, a data set that's just too big to handle as an input. 
But even there, you can start at that point looking at making a hybrid model where you import some bits of it and pre-aggregate some bits that you that you import. So if you know that some things are all, you're always going to be viewing regularly at a on a month or a week basis, you import it aggregating like that first of all. But also, when you want to break it down in a different way, it then own, and only then goes off to the source data set to go back to every row. So you, you can get advantages of a combination of import and a direct query at the same time. And, and I think another consideration with direct query is the usage of DAX within a Power BI model in that you're limited when using direct query, whereas you're, when you're using an input model, you're not so limited. So I guess, therefore, with direct query, you're really thinking about doing your aggregations, transformations, data cleansing, everything as much as possible within your backend system or your SQL or whatever that may be, as opposed to relying on Power Query and Power BI for doing that work for you because you just may not be able to do it in direct query. Yeah, or the performance penalty might be too big to do it in direct query. So, yeah, you have to start at that point. The limitations of what direct query can do start driving the design of the system you're pulling it from. Yeah. And that's not always the way you want to be going with this. You you know, you don't want your reporting system to be constraining. Uh, your system design overall that's that starts to feel like the very very much the wrong way to do it yeah shaylin you've been incredibly quiet for a long period of time i assume you're still on the 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 call (laughs) brilliant Um, um if 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 a customer is going through trying to understand which decision to make and which direction to go in what do they do speak to us so (laughs) um but they should they should shameless podcast plug yes let's do it oh yeah but um no (laughs) but um look with with direct query that so tom Tom, you've mentioned direct query there are some limitations direct query um, there are limitations on import as well. So there are size limitations like the one gig, one gig data set size. Um, but what we found is the majority, we've imported the data. Lots of clients now imported the data and it works. You know, and they haven't, even with refreshes of up to eight times or with, with premium up to, you know, 48 times, they haven't come back and said that's not enough and they really need um, up to the second, but there are certain scenarios, things like call centers um, or call center stats. Um, so I think you know it's it's to understand first of all the different data sources and, and where you're getting data from. So if there are a whole load of um, Excel plus uh, relational databases that don't change much, and you have a few um, transactions um, there, then import if you can import. You know, so uh, unless it's 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 really really um, a, a a really large data set, and you have to use direct query, um, as opposed to and, and I think yeah. sorry, I was going to say I think there's a really important thing to what you just said, which is 
if you get a customer's expectation set that they can actually have pretty much all of their needs met with an import model, and they generally can have most of their needs met with an import model, then go for it and you know maybe not reach for the stars when it comes to all of your data um, presented to you on a second-by-second basis. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think if if you're if you're unsure which one to go for, then go for import. Um, unless you're connecting to an analysis services tabular model, in which case, always go for live connection. Yeah, because if you import from analysis services tabular, it will flatten that model out, and you've got to rebuild the model again inside Power BI, which is a complete waste of effort, in my view, for most use cases. Yeah. So if somebody wants to learn a bit more about this, other than other than picking up the phone or sending us an email, um, are there any obvious places that they can go to just to go and uh, deepen their understanding? Um, as ever, there's actually quite a lot of decent documentation on the uh, Power BI website. Microsoft actually do produce some fairly good documentation on the different options around what you can and can't do with direct query, live connection, and import. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, guys, well, look, so that brings us pretty much to the end of the podcast. So, uh, any, any last points, any last considerations, any last bits of customer advice you'd like to give on this particular subject? Um, not really, other than uh, go and get playing with Power BI in general. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's good advice. Yeah, Im- import it, take a look, and, and just just start playing. And uh, as as you mentioned, Tom, Microsoft there there is a lot on on the Microsoft website around you know the differences, the limitations, and definitely check those limitations um, and limitations. Um, but yeah, because that, those limitations will bite you if you're trying to use direct query. Sometimes they, they've caught me out, and I've been doing this for a, a while now. <laughs> Yeah, there are limitations there. Hey, everybody. Hope you found that conversation useful. If you want to get in touch, please come over to clearlycloudy.co.uk for the UK and clearlysolutions.net for the USA. We'll be back next week, which will be Monday, the 9th of November, with When Hybrid Models Save the Day. Hope you have a great week.